Testing, testing. I don't want to be here. Testing, testing. Is this season over yet? Welcome to Podcasting Without Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And we are analyzing so much that the women told us, all of what the women told us. I don't even care about it. Honestly, Ernie, I would just like to apologize for the horrible things I said, but also people were super mean to me, and I'm not sorry about it. That's that's literally what... They, the, Victoria can sum up her entire time at Willem and Tell All. I was like, I'm sorry, but people are mean to me, so I don't have to be sorry. Seriously. Like, I, I, I was floored after those two hours. It ended, and I was like, I do not feel any sort of redemption. I feel no, there were no, um, their only real apology was from Anna. And even that, Anna, Brittany was still Anna like, was... I don't know if it was real, but thanks. <laughs> Anna was slightly redeemed, I think. Yeah, okay. I will say... Because I th- I sort of believed her the first time mm-hmm. when Matt talked to her. And I believed her more this time in terms of she... I really do feel like that's... I mean, she A, she still did it. Like, I'm not excusing it, and I'm yeah. not saying that she didn't do it. But, like, I th- clearly think it's probably out of her character. I don't know if it's out of her character... But I think that because sometimes when we are put under pressure, our character is revealed and she was put under a high pressure situation, trying to fall in love with the guy on national television. And like she said, she attributed these things to her insecurities, her insecurity about her relationship with Matt, her insecurity about being surrounded by all of those beautiful, wonderful women that she was living in a house with, Um, her insecurity about the way that she saw herself. So it was just, it all stemmed from insecurity. But I think that when when people are put under pressure, it reveals a lot about them. And unfortunately, I think that reveals a lot about her character. Do I think that she's sorry? Yes. Do I think that she's sorry because she got caught and called out big time? Yeah. Also, am I real annoyed with the way that Victoria kind of did like a, a Brutus move and talked with her around the campfire, laughed with her, talked all about these girls, and then women tell all is like, mm, but why? What was your motive though? Why did you do that? <laughs> I was like Victoria, you were part of this. You helped spread. Can we also talk about once again her just? And this is coming from me, which is crazy. Horrible lack of style. Ooh. What was she wearing though? It was like she was wearing a bikini top under a tuxedo, under a blue like suit. Uh, yeah. What, what, what the crap was that? I just love when she cried about the internet talking about her bra straps. Like, that's, I died. How about this? Learn like, how to yeah, wear a dress. Girl. Like, it's not that hard. <laughs> I was like, yeah, girl, the internet's talking about it. Because you need to pull pull up your jacket, pull up your sleeves, <laughs> pull up whatever is happening. Oh, gosh. But I think really Victoria exhausted me watching her dance around not being apologetic. And then when it came to Matt, not really being apologetic either. The only person she apologized to very, was Katie. She was very vague on the way that she, the tough things that she was going through. And she just blamed it on online hate against her. I mean, I will say online was not was not nice. Oh, online's not nice for sure. But the they, online they was really not were, nice. They and really went after, that. they really went after her weird baggy eye situation and her weight yeah, yeah. which and would... i'm not i'm not defending that at all but i think that also uh like what katie had said something about you know that's the karma for what you did you we'll know get, and we'll like, get there the karma word is a little hard for sure but the like people online wouldn't have gone so hard after her if she hadn't gone so hard after the girls in the house and created such a toxic environment. Mm-hmm. And I am standing with Katie and calling it toxic because it is what it is. Chelsea, take a seat. Don't talk anymore. We'll, I'm we'll get there. You. So the girls that are there were there on Monday were Katie Piper, Serena C, which somehow became a front row person. Oh, good lord. Uh, Chelsea, Abigail, Serena P, Jessenia. MJ, Anna, Kit, Brittany, Ryan, Mari, Kayla, and Victoria. 
And apparently, for some reason, even though she never made a physical facial appearance, Heather was there. Heather was there. Sitting next to Kit, yeah. not being a part of this at all. I saw an aerial shot, a behind-her-head shot. Did not see her face. They because were she was the only strategic. She was the only blonde that was the other the only other blonde that was eligible to be there because there was hardly any blondes this season. Yeah. But what's crazy though is why invite her if you're not gonna show her though? I don't why? Know. I'm I'm just that's I am honestly I've never felt so clueless about Bachelor Nation and their producers and what is happening because we'll get to it, but even the bloopers revealed some things that I'm like, I don't know what this season is. There was it was something. Uh, we start out uh, with obviously the most intensive dramas, MJ versus Jacinia. Oh gosh. Where Jacinia says, MJ says, "You're a bad person." Jacinia says, "You're a bully, and you didn't do anything about it." And she said, "Yes, I did." And obviously, we know that she did not. Right. She once again decided to talk about her her being there, um, standing for peace and harmony and everything else, I don't know, under the sun that she gives a speech about. But uh, MJ was the beginning. She was the tip of the exhaustion iceberg for me. Yeah. Uh, next, we talk about uh, Victoria. Okay, we'll talk for a second before we get into Victoria. Mari, shut your face. You were barely there. I don't want to hear it from you. <laughs> I don't want to hear it from you. I love that I saw I saw several comments on social media that they were like, Mari decided to talk now more than she ever did the entire season. And there's always that season where that happens, where there's uh-huh. somebody who doesn't belong there starts talking. Yeah. That was the best part about uh, Tasha's men tell all. Uh-huh. If you were important, you weren't invited. Right. Mari should have that's been invited. That's what I don't understand. Like this, that's what this season, this season felt like it, it was a mix of Tasha slash Claire's season put in, taken with, um, combined with like what they want you to feel like it's normal bachelor, you know? And it yeah. does, it feels off because they're combining the old world with the new. And now it's just like, what, what are we doing here? What are we trying to decide what the vibe is? But yeah, they didn't need, they didn't need to have anybody there that didn't matter. Yeah. I, she uh, she says Victoria is funny, but also can go too far sometimes. No dip, Sherlock. She said, quote, I don't think, for example, calling other women disgusting or a slore is okay under any circumstances. Uh, uh, right. Yes. Thank you, Mari, for stating two incredibly obvious things, <laughs> which I could have easily done in that position because that is literally all you know. Right. Like, I I'm, I, I heard her say these things, and I was just like, okay, yes, yes, and? Um, she goes after... This is where I was really done with Victoria, was when she went after Ryan calling her sensitive. Okay, that yeah and her tone of voice when she's like are you a sensitive person no i'm just asking you know like that is such a ridiculous move of trying to um what's the word i'm looking for it's not transfer but trying to like you're trying to put that on somebody you know put that on somebody else she was trying to switch she was trying to flip the the switch turn the tables she didn't want the heat on her and so she made it seem like she was so sensitive and that she didn't really say anything bad about her yeah girl you called her a hoe (laughs) (laughs) like i (laughs) and chris harrison's face when he did the whole side eye thing when he was listening to her talk but what got me though brendan what got me and this this is where i started to be very very disappointed in the girls in the house and very disappointed in bachelor nation because Victoria says these things, and still, even after the situation, in hindsight, these girls are out of the house, still, they did not have the guts to stand up to her and to say, Victoria, you were wrong. Victoria, you actually did create a really bad environment for us. They still, like, some of them stood with her 
and just said to me, it wasn't so bad. I don't know what kind of what kind of hypnotism these girls are under, or if they're just they're just mean. I honestly think they are just a house full of mean girls. Yeah, and then this is when uh, they bring Katie into the conversation, mm-hmm. and uh, the Victoria's tone changes a bit mm-hmm. here, which is she apologizes to Katie for calling her horrible things. Katie says. It did suck to watch it and hear you call me disgusting over and over again. Name calling is completely unacceptable. Then, that, mm-hmm. sorry, that and then Victoria Victoria said name calling is completely unacceptable. But I think it's important to remember that we all did the best we can do. Life is a learning experience. Again, I'm just so sorry. Well, that line that was another line that kept coming up several times during the night, and I was really annoyed with it that we all did the best we can do. Yes, you can say that when you're like, man. I here's where I was. Here's where I am comparatively. I'm evolving as a person. You don't get to stamp. We all did the best that we could do, or that we we you know were doing at the time, or whatever. You don't get to stamp that on anything, and then be like, "Well, I was doing the best that I could do at the time." Sorry, right. I'm sorry I ran you over with my car. I was doing the best that I could do at that time. I wouldn't do it today. Like you know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. And listening to her, just it was her way of just shutting Katie down and not accepting any sort of responsibility for her words. And then this is where uh, Katie, gosh, Katie was the line of the night. I know some of you guys are experiencing backlash right now, and that's just your karma. (laughs) When she said it, I was like, oh. You know know what they say, (laughs) karma's a B word, Ernie. And apparently it comes. Show is. Sometimes it comes in the form of death threats over the internet. <laughs> I guess. Katie said what she said, and then yeah. that's when everybody turned on her. Yeah, it says she says, "I think death threats are unacceptable. Body shaming is unacceptable. But we can all we all said what we said. No one made you say anything, and some of you can't accept what you did in the house." Mm-hmm. Uh, Chelsea, who by the time she was done. I was done with her by about a week or two. Mm-hmm. She came and pretended like she was all cool and above it, but she was just as bad. She was 100% a part of it. And like Katie told her, like she is friends with some of those girls. She was laughing right along with them. Yeah. She like is sometimes silence is just as bad. Laughter is just as bad. If you don't say the same things, but you're standing along with it, it's just as bad. And for Chelsea to sit there on the stage and then turn it on to Katie and say, well, it wouldn't have been that bad if you hadn't yeah. told Matt that it was toxic. She said, the, she said, no, not even that. She said, quote, the house was not toxic until you made it toxic by bringing the situation up to Matt. Not only would bringing right. up the toxicity, but she said it wasn't toxic until you said something. Yeah. That is that is the epitome of, like, that that's her, she's part of the problem. One hundred percent a part of the problem. Like you're if you're the fact that you're willing to let those kind of things go. The fact that like I would watch these girls week after week and get a sick pit in my stomach. Tell me that's not toxicity, Chelsea. Right. Like if I can, the toxicity was palpable. I felt weighted down by it. And, so, girl. And I'm... once again, our friend who made it so far in the series and has so much insight into actually what happened in the house, Mari, lets us know, <laughs> you came at Sarah harder than almost anybody and you flipped the switch the next day. That's fake as hell. Well, first of all, she switched. She didn't flip a switch. She learned information and then uh-huh. changed her tune. And that's what she says. And she yeah. said, yeah, we... I was upset. I talked to her about it. She explained the situation. I understood. And I backed off. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. always have to be the same person. That's like, that's life. Like what Katie did, how she handled it was so emotionally mature compared to the entire house. It is so disappointing to me. Like I finished this women tell all so utterly disappointed. Yeah. But yeah, that's, then, that's not fake. That's, like you said, that's learning information and literally evolving as a human being. 
in bettering yourself and your treatment of other people. Yeah. Uh, Piper adds on saying, uh, how does this help your relationship? And she says, I wasn't thinking about it trying to help my relationship. She says she owed it to the house and to the ladies and to Matt to say mm-hmm. something. So good for Katie being uh, the only person to do anything right. Uh, I think that's what, honestly, though, that that whole exchange really bothered me because I felt like I felt like nobody like it, it didn't feel like the good person won, you know, or like well, more morality and value <laughs> won, like empathy and compassion. It didn't well, it it felt didn't, like it, it's plateaued, if anything, it, it didn't win there, but it won everywhere else. Those women are hated, and Katie is revered everywhere else. Yeah, but to see it displayed on TV like that, of these girls just not being sorry, and all of their apologies felt like they were so empty. Because those people thought... Now, this is, this is where their delusions are unimaginable. They thought Katie cost them a relationship with Matt, mm-hmm. even though mm-hmm. none, of them, none of those women had a chance. No. From the very beginning, there was four women who had a chance. From the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And three of them are still there. Yeah. Yeah. There's only four women who had a chance from the beginning. So don't be foolish enough to think that Katie saying, hey, Victoria and Anna and MJ are bad people was going to prevent you from having a relationship with mm-hmm. Matt. The three women in the f- final and Abigail were the only people who ever had a chance. Yeah. I just also love slash what I mean of really hate the fact that Serena C felt the need to say her words again about, well, you were lighting your little fires, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, no one likes you. You haven't learned anything. That's what just, I just felt like it was like the first time that I walked out of, you know, as much as I could watching it on TV, (laughs) but I like, I turned off a women tell all just feeling utterly disheartened like i was like these girls are not good well, they're just I mean, not if, if they're not they're not you can't let that affect your view on everyone else uh but we can talk about the one of the few bright spots which was uh Brittany and anna ish yes uh yes we uh they gave Brittany a chance to talk about uh her drama with being called a high-end call girl once again, I still can't imagine. I would like to reiterate, we've mentioned it several times. We should mention it again. Unless you're actually exchanging sexual relations for money, it's not a crime. We should just have like a little, a little disclaimer, like a little crawl that goes yeah, across. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that uh, with Brittany, I, she also pointed out herself. She was like, again, nothing against those women in the sex industry. Basically, you do you, booze. Like, that's how you make your money. That's how you want to choose your life. Cool. Not, I'm not against you. I'm just not you. <laughs> and I don't like, I don't like being, I don't like when people look at my name on the internet and the next word is escort question mark. What did I do when she said that? As she was saying that, I got, got on my phone, Googled her, show enough. That is all that comes up with her name. I was like, ooh, homegirl's right. That sucks. And what like, if somebody Googled or Marty and Crowder and all of it was just, is she an escort? She does this, she does that, but like escort, I would hate that. Look, okay, I'm just going to, Brittany, I think they were probably just scared because Brittany mm-hmm. was by far before Heather the most attractive girl in this season by a landslide. She came in hot. Like, and like she said, when you watch that whole, like her time in the house, like, which I feel like she got like 48 hours in the house. I don't even know how long she was there. But I think that she was like, she came in, she was super flirty. Obviously she kissed him. She was, she did, you know, she had some sass and she was like, well, this is the best for last, you know, but like, that's not, that does not, it shouldn't call for being called an escort. Yeah. If you're cocky, it's one thing, but my goodness, don't dismantle someone's entire life. Oh uh, yeah. We, uh, we finally get to the Anna part of this. Brittany says she's had weeks to reach out to me, but I didn't get any of that. Uh, Anna says after watching the aftermath, I'm a hundred times more sorry. It just sucks that I did that to someone else. Everything I did in that situation was wrong. I'm so sorry. 
uh, from my end, just like, how do you just not reach out? How do you call someone escort on national TV completely unfounded? Mm-hmm. But then she went on to say, though, when, uh, was it was it when Victoria asked her? I don't remember exactly what made her say this, but she went on to say, though, that she heard messages from just people that knew her and, and ex-boyfriends of hers. Right. Um, and... She's like, I don't know. Chicago's a small town. Yeah, I was looking this I up earlier. On I was, our Instagram, I was like, is it though? Would you like to know how many people are currently living in the city of Chicago? How many, Brendan? Uh, 2.6 million people. It's the third largest mm. city in America. Mm. Chicago is one of the biggest major cities in America. So, Anna, I hope that you are embarrassed by that little small comment. <laughs> Because I was like, I don't understand how that made you... The, the how, third... How going to make her point better? A travel metropolis. And the biggest city in America, not on a coast. Mm-hmm. You're foolish. Mm-hmm. There might be circles... Like, there might be circles of Chicago that are small. Right, the suburbs, the outskirts. But th- like, there's even... There, yeah, there's... Chicago is not a small town. No. Like, when I heard that, I was like, okay, once again, this is the epitome of trying to make an excuse for your behavior. But when she started listing people and she was like, I don't know, and, and some of some of your ex-boyfriends, one, girl, if an ex-boyfriend tells you something bad about somebody, it's because he's an ex-boyfriend. Right. <laughs> like, like, What? Oh, my goodness. And, then, and it'd be one thing if she only told one person, but that girl that girl went all around the house saying... Even addressing it with Brittany in front of, like, ten other people. Yeah. Okay, but... And the way that she even said it in her, in her, um, her, like, interviews, you know? Yeah. I'm just like, I've got dirt on you. Don't mess with me, please. <laughs> and then she didn't even give her a chance to mess with her. She just said it anyway. Nope. Like I understand yeah. if like Britney, if Britney had come after her, no, nope. but she, she didn't had even a give... preconceived notion of this girl, hid her acorns in the leaves. Right? <laughs> Did they even talk before this? I, I, I very much doubt they... it. I very much like, doubt. It. But, but don't don't fear, Ernie, our old friend back here to ask the hard questions. Once again, sticking her nose where it does not belong because I don't even know if she was still there anymore, Mari. Asked what Anna hoped to accomplish by starting the rumor. And then, I mean, it wasn't a terrible question, but I'm also just like, Mari, shut your face. I don't want to, he- I don't want you to even be here. That's kind of where I was at with Mari. Even if she had said the most wonderful thing, I'd be like, yeah, but Mari, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> she said, I was insecure and I lashed out. I was insecure about my time with Matt. I know that what I said can't be unsaid and the damage can't be undone, but I would like to help repair some of that damage. But again, like you said, how do you not reach out though? How do you watch that entire season up till now and not reach out? Yeah. Uh, When we come back, we do a uh, whole montage of things we missed. We see parts of Ben's date that we did not see. Where they this is the most infuriating scenes cut. Yeah, I will where say. they had to eat a stack of pancakes and drink a drink a uh, an entire glass of beer, mm-hmm. which may have explained how some people won that shouldn't have won, even though that things weren't things were going weird. Uh, they did a fear factor date where they had to grab the ring that was in the box full of uh, insects or creatures. Oh my gosh, that would have been great date. to see. And then we see. The we see a tidbit of the Becca and Tasha date that we never even saw because we didn't even know they were ever there. Nope. Sorry, oh, not like Becca and Tasha, Jojo and Tasha. Sorry, Jojo and Tasha. The internet Tasha. was pissed about that as well. They were like, How do you cut out two of the best bachelorettes? People love Jojo and Tasha. People loved I would much rather see Jojo or Tasha than thirty seconds of Victoria. One hundred thousand percent. I don't know what was going through production's mind with this. I really, really don't. What, and, and I love how when Chris Harrison said, we're going to show you some portions of dates that, a, a date that was cut and that rarely happens. I was like, really, Chris? Because I felt like we got several dates that they were coming home from that we were like, wait, wait, where are we coming from? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they joke about poor Kit, 
who was wandering the woods while there was girls <laughs> sitting in a hot tub. Yeah. Oh. Not in her element. Yeah, but it says that Bree, Rachel, and Piper eventually find Matt and join him in the hot tub while Kit was left to roam around the cold woods lost and alone. She said, I quote, I definitely felt very out of my element on that date. They were they were wrinkled up and prony by the time I got there. Mm. And then uh, we have this we have the quick scene where uh, the girls drink raw eggs like Rocky, and uh, Katie throws up, and we learn more about MJ's weird issue with birds. Oh yeah, which I still don't care about. Nope. But also compared to Caitlin Bristow's weird fear of birds. I mean, birds. Which I forgot about. I don't know, man. It's birds is a common, but I don't understand. Is a common like fear, but I don't understand it. I don't understand it either. They're just they're just living their lives. Yeah, they're, they're just, just birds. flapping around. They usually get scared of you and fly away. Yeah. They don't stick around really, and if they do, that is kind of weird. But like, it's fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand it. Um, we now get to uh, Katie in the hot seat. Where she says, yeah, when I looked it back, I, ne- I realized that Matt never really liked me. She's like, yeah, in hindsight, we didn't have a chance. But she did have more chemistry with him than even I remembered. When I saw the clips of them, I was like, okay, they did have a little something, something more than what, by the time she left, I was like, y'all are just best friends. And he's sending me home. She did have a good, uh, a few good bachelorette lines. She did. Uh I'm almost 30. What am, I mean, is there someone out there for me? Th- things like that. that just like hint that she's at very worst a contender, if not a front runner. Yeah. Yeah. It was so obvious mm-hmm. with at least two of the women that they had in the hot seat that they were their options. There was two obvious options. One mm-hmm. dark horse and a random person. I don't know why was up there. Yeah, I definitely think that Katie and Abigail. Katie and are, Abigail are definite contenders. Serena P of Dark Horse, which I think I think that would be a fun season. It'd Although be fun. Her, her her lack of willingness to do PDA would kind of cut into the uh the season. And yeah. I for the life of me can't figure out why Piper was up there. I really I think they just needed to put somebody up there. Because I was like, Piper didn't really make that much of an impact. At, like on viewers is like I mean yeah I know she was she was one of your favorites a little bit early on you thought she was really cute I, and I I couldn't remember who she was every time you brought her up I thought she was very pretty and I thought at times she was sweet at times she was kind of jerky but like like just because I think that they're pretty doesn't mean they deserve to be in the hot seat right no and she I will was, and I will note, her up there I will I was note, like why I would have much rather seen a Sarah hot seat. And that goes to show you, I don't think Sarah was there on bachelor for attention because she didn't even come to women tell all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I think a Sarah hot seat would have been amazing. That, that would have been much better. They, this is, this is what I'm saying. It's like, you can tell that they're like pulling they're grasping at straws. They're just like mm-hmm. trying to figure out what, and they made Piper a bigger deal than what she was. <laughs> and then they tried to, and then they tried to convince us that Piper's, Piper's exit was uh, surprising and dramatic. Just like, no, we all right. saw it coming. Right. Like, I was like, who, for who? <laughs> like, I didn't bat an eye when Piper left. W- watching that final row ceremony, in my mind, I'm just like, what, what, one of these is not like the other. One of these just doesn't belong. <laughs> it was Piper. <laughs> like I, but, right, I, I, feel like the, I feel like the Bachelor producers are just trying to Jedi mind trick us into things. And I'm they're like, just, Piper was not. They're trying to Jedi, Jedi mind trick us into thinking that this episode, this season was good. Right. It absolutely was not. <laughs> no. No. Uh, after we talked to Katie and she uh, she rattles off her uh, pretty decent bachelorette uh, audition, we talked to Abigail. Abigail, ever the sweetheart. Nothing bad to say about Abigail. No, she was great. She just says, hey, it's really important that it's really a big deal that I was able to be such a representative of my community for everybody. And this was, she said uh, that she doesn't feel like she's part of any group of people because mm-hmm. she's obviously not part of the hearing community 
and she's not a part of what's called the big D deaf community, which yeah. my wife was sitting next to me and she explained it's like actual people who like sign. Yeah. So because that... she doesn't because she doesn't do any sign language, she's kind of like this weird space where like if she takes out her implant, she's lost. She can't sign. She can't talk. She can't hear. It's like it's a weird. She, she said it's just, mm-hmm. she said it's just herself. It's a weird gray space where she doesn't really belong to anything. And that makes me that makes me sad because and I was unaware of these like these categories of deafness. You know, I know that there's like hard of hearing, right? Um, but like, there's like hard of hearing. You know, and there's profoundly deaf, and then there's I guess the kind of deaf that she is, where she's 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 born profoundly deaf, but now that she has a cochlear implant, she's able to hear to function, but doesn't know sign. So, I just I I don't know I, that that would be such a weird hard space to live in. And to have deaf people tell you, no, you're not one of us, but then having... And I don't know if they say it. I think it's just implied. Y- yeah, that, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. More, more of that. It's like, oh, she's not really deaf. Because like you were saying, like, I think when she first made her appearance that, like, there's people on the internet that are not, like, oh, she doesn't really count as a deaf contestant because she can hear. Because she has right. a, an implant. And it's like, what? But I feel like she does count as a deaf contestant because she's, either way, she's deaf. I, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's such a, it's such an interesting thing that I do want to learn more about. But um, we can but talk yeah. about the obviously best part of the episode where they showed a tweet that says, Abigail, my daughter is seven and bilaterally implanted. Seeing the representation, seeing the representation and you not being afraid to be who you are makes me, my heart so happy. That's great. Yeah. That was really encouraging. Yeah. And then, uh, Piper shares with us that she, despite what she said in her emotional exit, she does not regret taking the bachelor, being on the bachelor, and uh, that she was in love with Matt, just not falling for Matt, but she was straight up in love with Matt. I mean, good for her for admitting that. That is, that's gutsy to say, because like she said, when you say falling, it does leave up that bit of armor. It does leave that bit of protection up where you're like, I'm falling, but I wasn't there yet. But she's like, no, nah, I was in love with him. Yeah. So, and I think she, did she say she's still in love with him or? She didn't say, but she said she was definitely in love with Matt. Yeah. Uh, do we want to break here and do news and notes? Yes. News and notes. News and notes. All right. Do you want to do yours first and I'll finish up with mine? Yeah. So my first one, you guys have probably already heard by now, but Rachel Lindsay has quit all of her social media. I actually found out about it because I saw Brian's post about him, obviously just supporting his wife um, and, you know, encouraging her. Um, Let me see if I can look it up real quick. But I was like, oh, okay, cool. Supportive husband post. And then like right after that, I was on the Discover page and I see all over that Rachel quit social media due to bullying and racism um, and all of this is hit hard and it really is because people are blaming her for the, the destruction of the franchise. People are pissed that she quote unquote has ruined Chris Harrison's career. You know, she stirred up a bunch of stuff, honestly. And like we talked about Rachel before and we've had our thoughts and opinions about Rachel, but I, I am proud that she is asking the hard questions and she's at least like, you know, she's getting it out there, but mm. she nobody deserves to be bullied no. with racist comments and death threats and everything. And to the point where um, she at least took off this week's episode of The Bachelor Happy Hour, which is actually, uh, Beck, joining Becca this week is actually, it was a really fun episode that I actually enjoyed, mm-hmm. was uh, Natasha Parker from Peter's season and then Tasha yeah. from obviously Tasha's season. <laughs> Tasha as... Being Tasha, just yeah. existing. <laughs> and then, so those um, two are regularly the co-hosts with Grocery Store Joe of Clickbait. So those two joined Becca this week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Rachel, Rachel's off social media right now. You can't find her. You can see even in the bio of, of uh, Bachelor Happy Hour, you know, her handle is not accessible. Um, but Brian had commented and said, I love you. I appreciate you. I believe in you. And I just wanted 
to let you know how proud I am of you. Keep going and never stopping you and fighting for what's right. Um, Which I never understand the post directed at an individual person not on social media. Right. Because it's really not. It's really not. It's like directed at the public. Right. But it's disguised as being like, this is my comment to my wife, who I literally just turned around and said this to while in the kitchen. (laughs) Yeah. And also, she can't see this because she's not on social media. Right. Right. Um, So, yeah. So, Rachel Lindsay is off social media right now. But uh, she did make a suggestion a few weeks ago of a host for After the Final Rose. Uh, Brendan, do you want to... Yes, because uh, she she made a suggestion, and this is clearly, I think, evidence of the weight that she carries in Bachelor Nation, and also clearly Bachelor Nation producers trying to make it up to her because they oh, have yeah. brought in a uh, former NFL player and author Emmanuel Acho, who wrote the book "Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man" and also hosts a web series. Uncomfortable conversations with a black man. So he will be the book hosting... that I actually have on hold on Libby right now. I'm trying to audiobook that as soon as it drops into my phone. <laughs> so he will be hosting uh, after the final rose in a few weeks, and he was also apparently the very first guest on Brian Abasalo and Mike Johnson's podcast. Interesting. So, which once again, I think that they're trying to do too much. With these Bachelor podcasts. I don't, I could, I honestly, it would hurt to care less about what Brian and Mike have to say. I feel bad, but that is 100% accurate. I do not care about it at all. Maybe if Mike was put with somebody I cared about, but it just seems like they just took two people, two people of color. Yeah. And made them do a podcast together. Like Rachel said, Brian, you're going to do a podcast and you're going to do it with Mike. I'm like, do you guys even know each other? Brian's like, Mike who? <laughs> Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, when... it's whatever. Like, the podcast realm is now what um, BabFitFun and HelloFresh used to be. For oh, yeah. Them. Like, now they're like, let's just, instead of selling subscription boxes, let's do podcasts. And everybody can have one. <laughs> and then we'll sell everything on them. Yeah. So... Oh goodness! Because I was I was disturbed listening to today's, listening to yesterday's uh, Bachelor Happy Hour. Just the sheer amount of ads. Oh yeah, there's an ad one right after the other. They did like three separate, three or four separate ad breaks, and each of them had like two ads in them. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I freaking watching a TV show? Like, relax a little. Right. Not everything needs I to mean, be guys, advertised. We, to you death. guys. You guys listening out there, we would never do that to you. No. But companies out there listening, if you choose to sponsor us, then yes, we will put your ads in here and then I am, know, that's fine. I am completely and utterly for sale. We will sell out <laughs> like that. Um, <laughs> but right now, guys, there's no ads here. No, no ads here. Everything is free. Ad free. <laughs> Everything is free. Uh, <laughs> anything else? Did you have any other news and notes or is that it for you? Okay, so my other news and note is a sweet thing that you said you don't care about, but I kind of do because I It's only because I'm jealous. Love... not going to lie to you. It's only because I'm jealous. <laughs> I love and adore Hannah Brown, and I've been following her on social media. I've been following her on YouTube. She has found a boyfriend, y'all, and he is real cute. <laughs> I mean, he is adorable. Um, Oh, my gosh. What's his name? I completely forgot his name. Do you remember his name? Nope. But also, okay, I'm not jealous. Oh, I'm not jealous of Hannah. Let me phrase it. I'm, I'm not. I'm not jealous of her new boyfriend. I'm, I'm jealous of her new boyfriend. And we'll put it that way because Hannah. You're not jealous of. You're not jealous of Hannah. I'm jealous of Hannah's new boyfriend. Right. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. So his name is Adam Woolard, and he is man, guys. I think I have said on this before. I can't remember. I this podcast like is also just exactly my life. I could have said this to friends outside of this, but I'm super into that lumberjacky look. Like when a guy is like, <laughs> I'm all about when he's like bearded and tall and like, like, like a Liam, like, like a Liam Hemsworth look. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If you walk around in flannel and you look like you chopped down a tree, I am here for you. <laughs> so, but apparently his name is Adam Bullard. Is that my future lumberjack love of my life calling me right now? Who is that? <laughs> All right, go ahead. The universe is like, it's your man. 
know. Um, but so yeah, he is adorable. Um, they, I, oh my gosh, I can't remember how they met now. Eh, whatever. Anyway, though, it's adorable. They're dating. She released, she releases these episodes on YouTube, um, weekly and they're all about her life. A few months ago, she was talking about speed dating. Now she's found a completely fantastic guy named Adam. I think he's a model. Um, they were seen making out at a restaurant and eating eating some outdoor dining. I did see um, that. Yes, I did see those pictures. So they yeah, seem to be having so a good time. Our former bachelorette, Hannah Brown, is happy. I'm well, good for her. Uh, you said that's that's your last one? That's my final news. Okay. Uh, I have two left. Do we want to end on a happy note or end on a sad note? Ooh, let's end on a sad one because this whole episode is sad. Well, you know what? Yeah, let's just end on a sad because then we can just carry on okay. into the uh, of the season. The Bachelorette season will be filmed at the Hyatt Regency Tamaya Resort outside Albuquerque, New Mexico, which clearly shows that they're just going to the highest bidder. They don't really care if the place right. is nice at all. Right. Al- like Albuquerque. New Mexico, yes. In the middle of the wow. desert where the season hasn't even started filming yet, so it's going to end in like May it's gonna be so hot. Yes, I can't. Think it's not about gonna be. It. It's not gonna be August and Palm Springs hot, but it'll be pretty. It'll be pretty toasty. My gosh, it's dreadful. So uh, that was the last good headline. Uh, finally, uh, from Nick's season, from Nick Miles' season of The Bachelor, uh, Taylor Nolan is in some controversy because of racist and insensitive things that she said in the past. Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. And, uh, what have you got yourself Sharing comments into? on, let me see if I can name all the people that she criticized at one time. Uh, skinny black people, Jews, Asians, regular fat people, and basically all all marginalized people that aren't black. Apparently, there was some dwarfism in there too. No, well, I mean, like I said, all marginalized on. people that aren't black. Yeah, it is rough. Because like a lot of tweets, a lot of tweets, and then she (laughs) blamed she blamed on her experience with white supremacy and like living and being around white people. I read these tweets, and there was one point where she actually was encouraging, or not necessarily encouraging them directly, but in full support of someone committing suicide. (laughs) There were other people that she just wanted to die. it, it was very, like, how unhappy was she eight years ago? Because these tweets were eight years ago, right? Yeah, that sounds about right, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, man, I don't get it. These tweets were, were violent. And, uh, we talked about you this a little beforehand. We talked about this a little before the episode. But part of her problem was that her apologies weren't directed at everyone. Mm-hmm. They were just directed at the black indigenous people of color she offended. Mm-hmm. Which, this is one of the rare instances that I, as a fat person, am allowed to be offended by something that someone else says and someone else says that I can't be offended by this. <laughs> You're like, I am offended. I have a right to be offended. She insulted me for being fat. And I'm not okay with it. And also... I'm not a black indigenous person of color, so she doesn't care what I think about it, what I think anyway. So, uh, a lot of people have come out, uh, against it. The first time, the first time I ever saw anything was, uh, Christina Shulman. She was doing a Q and a on Twitter on Mm -hmm. Instagram and someone asked her about that. And she said that she was horrified and disgusted. I'm just like, what did Taylor do now? Christina Shulman has been speaking out a lot. She was talking about, uh, the issues with Rachel the other mm-hmm. day too. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I went from never seeing Christina, except for on the island, to just now in my Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> Christina. Christina seems really great, but uh, also Caitlyn came out and said it was horrible and it made her stomach curl. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, I don't usually get on a soapbox, but I'm going to get on a soapbox real quick. Uh, this is my problem with people who like feel that they feel the need to share and like hate on people f- with their like woke uh hypocrisy like she she anytime 
recently people have been that when the black community was under attack with Chris, she came out strong and she came out hard in defense of Rachel and also against Chris. Well, I guess it's just the pot calling the kettle black because you had all this in your past and you not only willing openly, but willingly you brought, honestly, to a certain extent, she brought this upon herself because whenever you, you have to be careful when you're willingly put, putting your name in the limelight, you got to know what people can find. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah. you, if you're like, just this hypocrisy of all this, it was just, I understand, like, I do think that these things need to be addressed, but I also understand why people are just like the hypocrisy of some of this is, mm-hmm. is really bad. I think I have that, a, a similar thought with um, all of the people that are speaking out against her um, because I find myself, and this might just be because with the present state of the world and um, <laughs> just, I, I don't know, just a lot of things that have gone on lately, I am kind of jaded. So when someone appears to be super woke, you know, I'm like, yeah, but like, what have you said behind closed doors? So I don't know, even the people that are speaking out against Taylor, I'm like, yeah, but are you really like as much of an ally as you pretend to be, you know? Um, So I don't know, I'm kind of skeptical. I'm like, I'm cautiously, uh, cautiously skeptical of it, I guess. And we just, it is always... This is just a reminder that there is, it's always super easy to be an ally for your own people, but it's mm-hmm. much harder to be an ally for people that have, that you don't have any stake in. And that, that is, and like that, honestly, what you just said though, is exactly what a lot of the issue is like with Rachel to bring that back around because that's what a lot of people are upset about because it was easy for Chris to defend Rachel Kirkenau. Is that mm-hmm. how you say her name? Is it yeah, Kirk- I think so. Um, it was easy for him to defend her because he doesn't really have a lot of stake or, you know, he, he doesn't know what it's like to walk in the life of a black or brown person. Right. So it was easy for him to defend Rachel, but if it if it was if she had been black or brown, um, would he have defended her as much as he had? You know, so I, I mean, I don't know. I think what you just said though is like it, that, that's true. It goes for both though. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and and uh, Taylor, man, you come a long way from that girl who's been who's criticizing Corinne uh, to now. I wonder what Corinne's thinking. She's just like sitting by a pool, sipping some Mai Tais, and she's like, <laughs> Oh, she's 100% now? basking yeah. in this girl's destruction. Which, again, not a good thing either. <laughs> you don't want to be that person. But Corinne knew her place. She found her spot. And when she was done, she was done. She doesn't do anything else in Bachelor Nation. She doesn't care. She's out. She's hanging out with her nanny somewhere. What does she care? <laughs> Uh, so let's get back to the show. All right, let's do it. All right, uh, we have Serena P in the hot seat, and I'm gonna I'm stealing this from other podcasts. If you want to listen to the Rose Cast, they're great. Uh, the slightly warm seat because none of these seats were hot. No, absolutely not. The only seat none that would have been hot is if they had replaced Victoria, if they had replaced Piper with Victoria, or Brittany with Anna. That was the only seats that were going to be hot. Yeah. No. Uh, they talked to Serena. I mean, Serena. We talked about Serena last week. Yeah. We don't need to have a. We don't need to have a a hot seat with Serena. Uh, she thought she liked Matt. Maybe she re- she realized that maybe she didn't. Matt was sad about it, and she left. Yeah, like we said, she was higher up than what she. What it seemed like, you know, she had she had a definitely shot. He really, really did like her. Did you ever think that she was the one? The time it was, it's really hard to see say because about the time that I realized that she had a shot, that she could have had a shot, 
was about the time I realized that Rachel had it in the bag. So I think absent or Rachel, I think Serena wins. Because we, because I didn't realize, clearly, clearly he really liked her. Mm -hmm. And I think if she had put in the amount of love that he was giving to her, uh-huh. I think they could have made. I think it would have been a very interesting ending. That is true, and like you said, like we saw their chemistry with their hometown date, and I did really. I was like, wow, they they do go well together, but I don't think there was ever a time until last week that I was like, she might be the one. Chris Harrison was like, I thought you were the one. I was like, Chris, what? I feel like you're just making stuff up for the season to matter. I don't know, because I feel like if we had seen more of them, we might have seen differently. Maybe that's because, it. It's a terrible edit. Because he, Matt said a lot of revealing things last week when he said you were the person I spent the most time with, and that was intentional. It did not feel like that. But it in never a way, felt like he spent the most way, time with Serena. Rachel didn't get a second date. Bree didn't get a second date. Michelle didn't get a second date. Mm-hmm. Serena P., got a second date. Yeah, yeah. And I think that we can't take that for granted. That is true. That's a good point. She was clearly she was clearly a front runner and mm-hmm. because we were doing nonsense, we never knew it. That is a good point. So once again, it's the edit. I've never seen a season that had such a bad edit. I'm just going to say that right now. This has been a rough ride. Yeah. But yeah, so there there she was and Chris asked her if she was still in love with him. Um, I was glad that she stuck to her guns, though. She yeah. said that he meant a lot to her, and she cared deeply for him. Yeah, she said but she did not say that she would take him back if things didn't work out yeah. with whoever picked. She said, "quote I care about him still so much, and the last thing I ever wanted to do was hurt him. I would have done him a dis. I would have done him a disservice by staying. I truly only wish the best for him." So I think as much as he really liked her and by coming out and saying that she never really loved him just goes to show that what her mom and her sister had to say Mm -hmm. was not just putting doubts in her mind, but was accurate. Yeah. If she had come back and said, I regret leaving, then I would have been like, okay, well, I guess your mom and your sister are to blame because they were the ones who convinced you not to be there. Yeah, but I just I feel like they they knew her, and that's what I'm saying. Like if if she yeah. had if she had come back and said anything, but I didn't really love him. I was basically caught up in the show. Mm-hmm. Then you could definitely blame her her her, her mom and yeah, her sister, her family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next thing, Matt comes out in his weird look. Uh, I would have been okay with the beard if the beard had been accompanied by hair. And it was so it was just such a strange juxtaposition of things happening on his head. (laughs) Yeah, it was like he pushed down all the hair on top and pulled out all the hair on bottom. (laughs) That's exactly what I thought, too. I was like, this is it's weird. It's weird. Uh, I'm looking at an article that compares him to uh, James Harden. So, yes, you can take a look. Yes. Look at those. That's definitely that's definitely the thought. Yeah, so that was... And I think somebody even said that. I think somebody said that. Yeah, that's crazy. It's a crazy crazy comparison. Uh, He says, I feel like I came out a little bit wiser. I'd I'd gone through a lot with these women. And uh, now, just a reminder, all of this is taped on February 4th. So a Mm -hmm. lot has happened, obviously, since... Since and they did out. remind us of that in the at the, at the very beginning. Do you yes. see that? Like mm-hmm. they were like this pre-recorded, yeah. previously recorded. Uh, they go through a they basically they give everyone who wanted a chance to talk, say something to Matt to say something, and most of them says, said, "I really appreciate the opportunity to meet you and get to know you better and see if this was going to work." And then Serena C always the narcissist says, I hope this doesn't make you think that we're bad people. And I said, it may not have made him think that, but it made America think that. I literally laughed out loud when she said that. I was like, the fact that you felt the need to say that speaks volumes. Yeah. That tells me everything that you, like, that tells me everything that I need to know. Because you know that you messed up mm-hmm. on national television. So, 
I think that Chris Harrison was trying to draw this out. Like when he asked Katie if she had something that she wanted to say to Matt or he asked um, Abigail, he was like, I think you might have some things that you want to say. I really feel like Chris Harrison was like, if I don't ask you guys to say things, it's going to be the most boring, yeah, <laughs> the most boring interview. And it kind of was. Yeah. And uh, gave us nothing new. No. Nope. Again. Uh, then Matt says, I don't think y'all you're a bad person. I don't think anyone here is a bad person. I know y'all's heart, Victoria. I know your heart. So obviously he was asked to talk about Victoria. Uh, they chat for a little bit. Uh, she starts crying and says, it's been hard watching the show back because yes, I was involved in drama and that was a really hard experience. Uh, she said as she was crying, I felt like I had done my best to open up and I just have like tremendous fear of rejection. Uh, there is a lot more that I felt like I could have done for you that I didn't get a chance to. And that's what Matt said in response to what she says. I don't understand what he thought that he could do for her. Maybe, maybe in terms of defending like the attacks on everything about her, because there was, there was attacks on her that were completely justified about Mm -hmm. everything she said or did and the bra strap. That's totally under her control. I cannot defend the bra strap. Have have a mirror that has a back to it. It's not that difficult. Get two mirrors. <laughs> but also, there were a lot of attacks on her that were completely out of out of control and unjustified, including the one posted by like his college friend that like called her fat or whatever. Really, I did not know that, that was one. early on. He had like a a college or a, a friend from his past that suggested that she was overweight and he said, Hey, they, that's not okay. Be nicer. So I think that's probably what he was talking about. The, uh, mm-hmm. the body shaming attacks. I, don't know, and the I just felt like getting. Matt gave everybody a pass. Yeah, I he really did. felt like he just giant, yeah, one giant pass. And that also, like, I was like, you can be a nice guy, but you can also be like, Hey, I'm not going to handle and allow toxicity to represent my season. Uh-huh. Not what I want. And then uh, everyone made fun of him with kissing for kissing with his eyes open, which apparently he didn't realize was a problem or that he did. Like nobody in his life ever told him that. I don't know. And then uh, as always, we uh, end with bloopers. Uh, which no one cared about the bloopers when Chris Harrison was like, Oh, the moment you guys have all been waiting for. Oh, I like the bloopers. Bloopers. I hate bloopers. I hate bloopers on anything, though. I it's think you can, give me, you can give me an entire segment of bloopers, and I'll be very happy with that. I hate bloopers. I don't know why. I feel like it's just a forced segment to always try to make me laugh. And I'm like, no. I hate it. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's a but fun it's, way to kind of cut the tension after a long episode. But when he said that, though, and he's like, it's the moment you guys have all been waiting for. We've got bloopers. And it's like, you know that everybody wanted the Bachelorette announcement. No. And even the way that the interviews with Katie and Abigail went, I was like, was there ever any moment in those interviews that was edited out? Like maybe they did have some sort of bachelorette locked in, but then they're like, no, we can't. Or maybe one of them is like, nah, I don't want to represent this franchise. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, the bloopers are fun. I enjoy them. Uh, I only have one thought on the preview. It was interesting to see Matt's dad. Oh yeah, that was a reveal. Because did they tell us he was coming? Before? I did I not know. I did not know who's going to be a part of this season. I didn't know that they had any kind of relationship. Uh, yeah, so that was shocking. That was shocking. So I'm assuming that will be. In, I'm why, assuming that's in two weeks. I wonder if that is why he's crying on that sidewalk. There's yeah. something bad that happens. That man yeah. is crying in his suede jacket and his turtleneck, being like, "I don't know if I'm okay, Chris." It would be one of the few <laughs> things that makes sense. True. <laughs> True. So this, this season seems see. pretty locked in and, and everywhere else. Um, anything else, Ernie? I am ready for this season to be over. Me too. I'm ready, f- I'm ready for a Bachelorette announcement and I'm ready to mentally move on because I'm checked out. Yes, um, I am. Ugh, guys, I like tell us, tell us, you guys, sound off in comments in our post. Tell us. If you are still engaged, 
in the season or are you checked out? Because we both are. But we're here for you. Yes. We will continue to be here because we have to be. <laughs> we're contract right. we're we are contractually obligated. Yes. <laughs> there's, there's no contract. We do this willingly every week. We mentally shook hands. <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah. You can follow us on Twitter at Right Reasons Pod. You can follow us on pod, you can follow us on Instagram at Podcasting for the Right Reasons. Uh, both of those we're popping on Monday night. So Listen, I shared some pretty funny stuff on our stories. I'm just saying, you guys. And the tweets were pretty decent as well, if I do say so <laughs> myself. Uh, so definitely uh, follow those for the next few weeks and as we can move forward. And then we'll have a new episode. And it'll be great. It'll be great. It'll be great. And we'll, okay. be, great. we'll, 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 we'll be happy it. again. Apparently, though, let me just tell you, um, I just saw something that Reality Steve posted. I know that you avoid him. Okay. But apparently there's some like new, there's some Bachelor Nation news tomorrow morning. And he was like, dot, dot, dot. That's it. Well, Chris is supposed to be on Good Morning America tomorrow. Maybe that's it. He says a lot going on behind the scenes in Bachelor Nation. More coming tomorrow. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so Betches was just like, just going to go to bed now and deal with it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, guys, tomorrow. Well, tune or in tomorrow today, to whatever. I guess today, yeah, because this is coming out Thursday. So, tune in to, yeah. to today to see what's happening. Sorry Our if we posted too soon. might be completely different today. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if we posted too soon and we, we're going to miss things. All right. Bye, everybody. We'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. I, I, don't know, I don't have anything else to say. Really? <laughs>